In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Okay, folks, welcome uh, to uh, the Vanderpump Rules finale trailer. Now, there's an interesting uh, history with this trailer already. Of course, you know, we have the drama of Scandaball, but we also have the drama of the show itself. All of these leaks that come keep coming out, all of the rumors, who to believe, uh, you know, do you believe who do you believe and what do you believe? It, there's so many rumors and false things going about, but on uh was it tuesday of this week uh time is meaningless anymore tuesday of this week i believe uh, an instagram account called at not today neck which is hysterical already leaked this trailer and it got sent to me a bunch of times and i posted it on my instagram but it was the finale trailer um, just a quick finale trailer, but it was so gripping. I had gotten a text that morning, um, from somebody involved in Vanderpump rules going, listen, I've, I've seen the, the trailer at the, the very end. And it is, you're going, there's one, there's one shot that you are going to throw your TV out of the window. And I was like, I haven't seen it. Oh my God. That's, that sounds insane. Are we going to see it this week? And she goes, I don't know. And I'm not going to say who that person was, but it, it it was already on my radar. And then finally it leaked and I posted it and it, it blew me away. And also my, my thinking was, 
okay, maybe the show itself leaked this. Because in the actual leak from the at not today neck account, uh, just to explain to you guys, it was somebody filming some kind of television. I think it was in an edit bay because in the top right hand corner, it had numbers flipping up and the numbers flipping up at the time. It's called a time code. Uh, a lot of television shows will have the time code up when production is working with the footage or if they're sending out a not final cut to other people to watch. It's a very normal thing. Now, I've gotten to a point with Bravo where they'll send me certain premieres. Like I had the real, I have the Real Housewives of Atlanta premiere that you're going to see on Sunday, and I also have Summer House, Summer House Martha's Vineyard. And in those trail, the those copies of those pilot episodes, it has my email address on it. So at the, you know, it has my watermark of this is the property of so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. So if I leak that to anybody, they know exactly who to trace it back to. It has my watermark. So I would be an idiot to do that. And I would never, never do that. But they also have the time code in the right, you know, just telling you at what minute, what second you're on of the show. It's kind of a little distracting, but I don't care. I'm just happy to get these at all. So my thought was it didn't have the, the watermark stamp. So I'm like, okay, they weren't sending this out to people. So it has to be somebody in production, which led me to believe is like, oh my God, is this uh, somebody in production trying to get us all at that same level of anger and excitement again that we've had this whole season since Scandal broke? So that was my thought. But I didn't really care because it was just so damn good. It was just so exciting. But I still thought production did it until like an hour and a half, two hours later, Bravo released their own. They released the high definition version. But in this version, they cut a couple of key moments that they had in the leaked version. One moment in particular, which we'll talk about once we go through the one that Bravo released. So now that leads me to believe that Bravo did not mean this to get out. And also the one I posted on my Instagram account, NBC Universal, uh, they filed an IP claim, which is an intellectual property because this is the property that they own. So it got taken down off my Instagram account and now I'm shadow banned again. But I'm even so confused on that because Bravo and Cocktails still has it up on her account, which if you want to see that leaked one, go over to her account and a couple of other accounts. So I don't know why I got selected. I'm not bitching about it. Well, I guess I kind of am, but it was really weird because I was like, well, why did I get a takedown notice? And they didn't. I was like, Bravo, NBC Universal, just email me. I'll take it down. But their version came out and that's what we're going to see right here. If you're watching this on YouTube, smash that like, subscribe, all that stuff. Tell your friends. We're going to go through this moment by moment. We did this with the OC trailer earlier I mean, was that that was last week? Actually, we did it with the Kardashian trailer this week. I love to go through uh, trailers and and give my honest reactions to this. So we're gonna go get ready. This is gonna knock you off your coal mining ass because I thought. And by the way, hats off to Bravo. Hats off to the production team of Vanderpump Rules. They have done such a great job monopolizing what you know because they really are playing catch up to some of this stuff i want to remind people they were suspicious yes but they didn't know so with this remember they stopped filming in september of last year so this all broke in at the beginning of march right like this is you know so they immediately picked up cameras within a day and they have then they had already edited most of the show. So they're really coming from behind in some ways, but you would never know it. They've done a fantastic job from a production standpoint. So here we go. The season finale trailer. You know, it's when they have a season finale trailer and we have it two weeks before. Amazing. Let's go. Next time. 
time on the season finale of Vanderpump Rules. Next time on the season finale of Vanderpump Rules. I would love if Ken shuffled in like he did in this episode. He goes, Lisa, uh, do you know what I have here? Did you hear that they leaked the finale trailer? Uh, Of course I do, yes. Can we watch it together? Here we go. We start off. Okay, so remember, the sorry to explain, is that they shot this whole season. They had to come back with cameras up, and they have one episode entirely, even though I think you'll see some flashes of it in uh, this next Wednesday's episode. But the next week is all new footage that filmed cameras up when all of this stuff broke. So you'll notice Tom is in the same outfit a lot of the times because he was literally going door to door. He went from Ariana to Schwartz's to Sheena's. Um, But this was really all after he got busted when his phone fell out of his pocket at the release for his superstar single at uh, for Tom Sandoval and the most extras at Tom Tom. I mean, insane. He really this dude, if only he had better pockets, if only he wasn't wearing such tight clothing, it would have helped his jizz because the doctor said you can't wear tight clothing. But it would have also helped, you know, if he, you know, just a little bit more looseness wouldn't have just like pushed out his phone like literally he could have stayed on this narrative where he could have been a good guy like he was hoping to okay sorry excited here we go i was going to break up with ariana regardless but you didn't you your best friend instead i was gonna break up with ariana regardless so he's like i'm I'm very seriously i'm not wearing one of my fruit loop necklaces from kyle chan and sheena knocks i mean sheena by the way also, just the huge hoop earrings you're seeing right here. It's like, I feel like I could fit a lifetime in those hoop earrings. She goes, but you didn't. You fucked your best friend instead. And like that, you know, there's just certain lines. I mean, I don't know if that's good enough for a t-shirt. I don't know if that's a send it to Daryl, a Palm Springs house shirt. But my God, what a clear, concise, what a great way to start this trailer. Because that's it exactly. You didn't break up with her doofus. You cheated with her best friend instead. I sacrificed everything. Oh my God. Sorry, I keep stopping, but I got it to each moment is delicious. They have a they have a, a cut to Tom where he's like, that's a fair point. Yeah, that's uh I guess that's that's now that I'm hearing it out loud, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> Tom was like, you know, it's interesting. I've just kind of worked through this in my head, and it's it's a lot different when you're saying it to me. He's like, Yes, uh, okay, yeah, that's that's exactly what I did. Everything now my world just got turned upside down. I felt something. And then Schwartz, he's going over Schwartz. He's like, dude, what? It's like, oh, you risked everything. Our world is being turned upside down. The two Tom's world domination is being affected by this. And you see Tom like just grabbing onto Schwartz, like, <laughs> like trying to like, you know, just cry. Like, I need you like man on man affection. We love it. And, you know, Schwartz is probably, I imagine this is like two in the afternoon. Schwartz has been up for like a half hour. He's like, I'm just getting started with my day. I was about to do some juicing. I was hiding my girlfriend in the other room what's going on um okay so tom literally we were at the moment where tom's like i literally with haven't felt something that i felt in a long time thing i hadn't felt in a very long time jesus christ that me and Raquel- i haven't felt something that i haven't felt in a very long time and it's like you doofus it's called a fucking boner weirdo go whack off in your bathroom like you told howie mandel and call it a day that's literally it's the fucking poison in his head 
oh, I haven't felt something. Like, dude, it's all the Tom fucking, like, play me a stupid violin in your band, like, music that you're playing to yourself. It's so frustrating because he's just, oh, he's literally, and, and Schwartz even was like, dude, even this is like, I've done some bad shit. Like, he's so, like, he even has his hoodie pulled up. He's like, oh, man. Oh, he won't even, Schwartz is even ashamed to reveal his face in the scene. Oh, became like really good friends. I don't give a f about f your gal. Your friendship is bullshit. Okay, so Ariana, now we're back at their confrontation. I believe this is the Friday. Things broke Wednesday night. By Friday, they started filming. And this, I believe, is the first scene. And he's like, I just, I started a friendship with Raquel. Like he's really holding true to this friendship thing. And, you know, Ariana very clearly points out your friendship is fucking bullshit. And he's like, no, it's not like, he's like, of course he's going to defend his friends. Like, by the way, if, um, if, uh, Rachel's grandma or grandpa passes away, you know, Tom would drop everything to go to that funeral. Right. He's not going to be at any labor day parties for that. But Ariana's like your friendship with Raquel, it's not about Raquel. And you can tell how not planned this scene is because Ariana slams her fist, I believe on the coffee table and the cameraman is not ready for it. And he, sh the camera shakes. And I've got to tell you, this is more gripping and exciting in terms of action sequences than any of the Marvel movies put together. I was like, whoa. Like, I was like, is there an earthquake? Like she slams it and she is yelling. It's not about Raquel. And then this dipshit, like, hear what, what he does. No, it's not. Yes, it is. You know everything. You. No, it's not. Yes, it is. You don't know everything, Tom says. You don't know everything. And that's it right there. I know that's a tiny line, but really think about that. Pull back the curtains on that line. It's Tom Sandoval being upset that Ariana is smarter than him. Ariana always knows everything. That's how he's painted it in his mind. And a lot of people over the years in this cast has been angry at Ariana for certain ways because even Saucy, like, oh, she just knows everything, right? She knows. And, you know, Sandoval was always the one that had Ariana's back. But Ariana really does have a very particular opinion about things that you usually tends to be right and usually on the side of caring and love. And some people really are bothered by that. And now we see that Tom Sandoval is one of those people. You aren't right. You don't know everything. And the, um, the, the rage he yells at her with, I mean, that really is disgusting on top of disgusting. At this point, it literally should be all looking down. I am so sorry. I do not know what is wrong with me. Um, I do love her. I am so sorry. I hurt you instead of yelling and fighting for his feelings like dude he's trying to make like you know it's like this he's trying to like prove that he's a good guy still and that he's truly in love you don't know everything like yelling at her when he did this to her and now it has all become clear that this last nine months including all of the filming has been a huge lie i mean think about it in this week's episode with the yurt with rachel's birthday party with like ariana having to pitch in for those versace sunglasses for rachel like and he is still yelling I mean, this this is why I believe he's so skinny and emaciated right now, because the only way Tom realizes things are wrong is when you hit his pocketbook in a way. And when all of that good feelings and love and positivity that was surrounding him, that we all had all those good feelings for him has gone away. And I think it's finally getting to him. But in this moment, he's now really still trying to defend himself, even though he got caught. And we see Ariana make this face of like, zoinks, like literally she's probably barely tethered 
to the earth at this moment because she's like, what the fuck is going on? But I do want to point out, and I know this might not be the right time, but look at his, her story since and how far she's ascended. So in these moments when you think, oh my God, just know that a month and a half down the, the line, you might visit the White House. <laughs> no, but just know that like you never know what life holds, even when you think you're potentially dying. Like she even said in this week's episode, oh my God, my, my grandma died. My dog died. I don't know if I can make it. I, I can't believe, you know, I just, I, I'm, I'm so in a bad place and it got even worse for her. But look at her now, not to say that everything's perfect and she's not going to have wild issues in the future because of this man. But I think he did something so damaging and tragic that he helped. Like he just fucking broke that like relationship they had so hard that it might really have helped her free up to be somewhat better than that person that keeps getting strung along. I think this is the first time he's been creeping around. It was one other time. I love Lala, by the way. Lala gets in. He's like, you think that's the first time this guy be creeping around? And little Lala's like, yeah. Um, and that, I believe, he was in a scene. she was in a scene with uh, Allie, it looked like. James is DJ James Kennedy's girlfriend. And we have that little scene. And we quick cut to Sandoval. And that scene with Sheena is like, oh, there is actually one other time. By the way, there was that. There, one, he means 10. And we see Sheena. Sheena's face is like, come on. Come on. How long have you known? Come on. And then we hear the, how long have you known about this? And we see Schwartz. He's like hands on his, over his head with his hoodie on, just looking kind of just actually how Schwartz always looks now that I think about it. Tom told me this a month ago. Are you inside? Okay. So this is the month of March and Tom is in a conversation. I don't know who with potentially Katie, it looks like. And he's like, Tom like told me this a month ago. Bullshit. We've got another lie in this trailer. And you can see these men are still having each other's backs lying through the skin of their teeth. Not fully like, by the way, them doing all their giggle Gertie stuff, Tom and Tom in these scenes, because they both know like the episodes they know because he he let us know on Watch What Happens Live that that he knew in August. So he didn't let Tom know a month ago. It's complete bullshit. By the way, we have a shot of Katie rolling her eyes because she realizes how much horse shit is going into her ears directly at that moment. And I believe it's moments like this where Katie's like, oh my God, I really did make the right decision for myself. Like, oh my God, thank you. I am out. I do not have to do Like, imagine if Schwartz and Katie were still married in the same roof. And then Schwartz is like, oh, I totally didn't know. Anywho, do you want to get a bunch of like bed candy and watch Polly Shore movies all day? Kind of all an item now, Raquel? No. Okay. This I'm curious about. DJ James Kennedy is in some kind of war room. There's like a little bit of purple lighting because it makes it look like Katie and Lala and Allie are in that room as well. And, you know, DJ James Kennedy has the phone like on speakerphone and it's Rachel Raquel Ratchet on the phone. And he goes, oh, um, are you in Tom Sandoval in item now? You know, I'm going to play the Imagine Music Festival. Guys, night. No, and he's like, you know, and she goes, no, 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 you're not. So I'm so curious about this scene. Are you in Sandoval in item now? Raquel says, no, I'm not. So in my weird head, my thing is like, okay, is Raquel still trying to hold to the lie that no, I, he was just... We were just knocking boots. He was just putting the old little T Sandy 
in her private crevices. Like what, what is this? Like, how is she still continuing the lie? And I know it's so funny. They're cutting to Lala and Allie and like, like they're in the room too. Like there's cops in the room of like, okay, do we have her location? We got her. We got her move, move, move. Like, I wonder what that conversation is. Raquel's like, do you regret Rachella still? Um, but it looks so intense. I didn't think they had a scene together, DJ James Kennedy and Raquel, and they probably didn't physically, but it was on the phone. I regret ever loving you. Ariana goes, I regret ever loving you. And Tom takes his two hands, puts them on his face, and rubs his hair back like, oh. You don't deserve any of this. So then we hear this vocal was like, you don't deserve any of this, which I don't know who says that because they show Lisa, but Lisa would have been like, you don't deserve any of this, nigga Lane. But Lisa is in a scene with Ariana and Ariana's crying and um, Lisa would say something like, you don't deserve any of this, but it doesn't sound like her voice. And then um, we cut to, oh God, is like, I believe this is Raquel's apartment and Raquel is what looks like, I mean, is this the fucking galaxy light on the wall in the background? And we see Tom in the same black shirt. I'm imagining this is the end of day on Saturday, maybe, or at some point on Friday. And they're all close now. And to watch them as two lascivious fucking freaky weirdos. And I don't mean that as a compliment like I usually do. All of a sudden, in each other's personal space, already knowing that we know that they bumped uglies, it is shocking to watch. And I will say from there's like a side angle, we're seeing them from the side and it looks like he's like, they're on a couch and he's like all sit, sitting up next to each other. They're facing each other. And um, it there there's, he looks very old here, you know, like it really like, I'm like, oh, who's that older gentleman with the younger lady? Um, but I don't, you know, and she is like, has a fucking smirk on her face. Like, <laughs> like a smirk. Like, and by the way, I know like, but like, if you look at this image, like I'd be looking for some, like you, you can see Tom's going through something. I mean, it's all like, you know narcissism but there's something happening with Raquel you can't really from this angle I'm looking at it that's why I'm getting so close to the you can't see like that she's been like wildly crying or anything which shocks me I know I don't know why I I almost would feel comforted if it looked like she was a mess and I don't think she looks great here um but she doesn't look like she's and she says that's so horribly wrong so he said it, it was something to the effect of this, everything went so horribly wrong. Kind of like everything that we planned went so horribly wrong. And it's like, you, this isn't, this wasn't a bank robbery dipshit. There were people involved. Like, what the fuck are you laughing about? Like, honestly, it is. I know Rachel Raquel, we've been told she's working on her mental health. And this is like, when you're like, oh my God. She needs a lot of mental health, and so does Mr. Scam Scammy Balls. But it 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 it's shocking that she would smirk in any scene. Like honestly, if she was trying to work with any PR companies, I can't imagine they'd be like, "Yo, um, yeah, if you're gonna film anything, can you make sure you don't smile or smirk in any sort of way?" Um, you, you know, because I think people will genuinely uh, hate you even more than they do now. And then you guys, we goes done done. And all of a sudden we see Nike slides 
And the only reason I know this is because I looked really closely and it said Nike on it. The second reason I know this is because I have the same Nike slides. And I was like, oh my God, am I in this? And then I realized, oh my God, I don't wear black leggings. And I'm like, who could this be? She's walking down. You see some grass, some cement. I know this is exactly where this is. This is at Tom and Ariana's house. I've done this walk before. Uh, it never has the music when I've done the walk. I'm like, done, done. But it does for this person. You ready? It's fucking Dodie, you guys. It's Kristen M. F. and Dodie who was on Watch What Happens Live this Wednesday. And you can tell from this side, we don't know who she's talking to, but you can tell it's Ariana. And Dodie goes, are you ready? And she does the creepy witches of WeHo, like, yee, Detective Dodie kind of fingering thing that she does. And I, I want to also just remind people, Ariana did give her permission to film and to be there because, you know, I think Ariana's like, hey, man, Tom, you have some stuff coming for you now. And that was the Vanderpump Rules trailer. Now, I want to talk about a couple of things that you would have seen in the leak trailer that they took out. And maybe we can kind of guess why they took them out. Now, um, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. So Rachel in that one that you just said. It turned out so horribly wrong. That was the exact line. So the leaked trailer that we didn't get to see, but I mean, you actually still see it on Bravo and Cocktails account says uh, it's all the same. The first uh, stuff Schwartz says, Jesus Christ, man. And both um, Tom and Ariana in the, you know, like, no, this, you know, yelling, you know, everything, this can't be real. Ariana wiping her eyes. And then, Schwartz, we, you know, we didn't see this in the trailer that Bravo released, but Schwartz sitting on the floor goes, you're having a midlife crisis, which by the way, Schwartz could be talking into a mirror at that point. It could be either of them, but he's actually talking to Sandoval. We didn't see that in the, the, the Bravo one, the Bravo one has Lala going, you think this is the first time you've been creeping around. Um, and then we have a couple of scenes that you do see in both. Then the next change is in the one you don't see, the one that was leaked, Allie is walking outside with DJ James Kennedy for a nice stroll. And Allie goes, they're definitely together. And James goes, they can have each other. They deserve each other. Instead, we saw James uh, talking on the phone to Ra Raquel going, so are you and Sandoval an item now, Raquel? Okay, then we have the I regret ever loving you. That is in both. And then this is a different thing that was in the leaked one that is not in the actual one. Lala sitting next to Katie, both wearing black, which, by the way, this is from a Reddit thread from the Vanderpump Rules community. Just want to give them a shout out. It was sent to me. Um, Lala says, we're all in black because it's a funeral. And Charlie Burnett, I'm glad Charlie, they included her. She's in black. And Charlie goes, the death of Tom. Ariana and Gold looking to her right. And someone in the group says, he's going to lose a lot of friends. Um, then we have a couple scenes that are the same in both. And then, um, then this is the scene they went, it turned out so horribly wrong with Raquel and Tom in the one, but in this one, the one you didn't get to see, uh, it has Scandal at Rachel's apartment and he's like touching her cheek. They're standing up, which looks like to be in her kitchen. And it's so, it's so gross to see it. You guys, it makes, Oh, it just makes me feel icky feelings. Um, <laughs> This is a quality. It makes me feel icky feelings. You got, I'm a grown adult man, barely. Um, and he says, uh, 
Rachel, once again, just smiling, so huge, goes, I know he said, like, we would never fucking do this unless it was worth it. Do what? I mean, are you talking about filming together as a romantic couple? Because what do you mean fucking do this? Because you didn't choose to do this. You got caught. So you're being forced to do this. But, you, you know, we would fucking choose to do this if you like. So in that, it kind of from that line, it makes it think of like Raquel's like, okay, good. It's finally out. Still not realizing the gravity of the situation because you got to think. Tom was like, dude, I've been on this show like 10 seasons now. Trust me, Raquel, this is going to blow over pretty quickly. They all know we're douchebags. So, and I think Santa Falls is like, oh shit. Like I had no clue it was go like this. I truly believe he told Raquel of like, yeah, it'll be, it'll be fine. It's going to be great in the long run potentially. And so for them in that first week or the first weekend, they still thought like, okay, it's bad right now, but in the end, it's going to be great. Because even if you look at Tom Sandoval and the most extras, they played that Friday night in Anaheim and somebody shouted out Ariana and Sandoval goes, yeah, we all love Ariana. Like he still didn't get it. Like he's like, yeah, dude, I support her so much, but like he's still, it's like he almost erased his own behavior for the nine months and going, yeah, like it's you know it's like magical thinking. It's it's really weird, uh, very creepy. And then we have Katie, which is different in the one you didn't see. Katie wearing a white shirt and a black jacket, recoiling in shock. And the voiceover, I'm not sure who this is, says what? And then Sandoval at Ariana's house goes, "Do you want anything?" And Ariana goes, "For you to be unalive." which is we've seen that before. So that is in the trailer that you didn't see. But what do you guys think? I think this is just perfect editing. I mean, it was less than a minute long and it told us everything that we needed to know. And for me, it was so insane because we had heard all of these. We heard about all these shots. We had heard that there was a scene potentially with Raquel and Sandoval kissing. But at the same time, we like, well, that could be a rumor. That could just be something that somebody threw out. And it was so insane to actually see like, oh my God, that really did happen. They really did film together as romantic partners at that moment. And you see it and you're put back right in that that anger and that disgust. And, and I know, but for reality shows, remember anger and disgust equals ratings and equals really good television that we've always really enjoyed and talked about for years to come. And that's what is here. And I, I feel like I don't want to jinx anything, but I think they're going to stick the landing. I think this is going to be wall to wall in amazing system season that goes down. Like we haven't had a truly good season of Vanderpump rules since season seven, I believe. Right. Was that the, the faith and Jack season? Like where it was just bonkers and for a show this deep in, and, and I know that's sad because the reality of that is the show is so good because the, you know, these people, their brains are mush because they've been on TV so long that they really think that this is acceptable to treat other people like that. But we are, we get the spoils of this, even though it's painful for us to watch. So what did you guys think? Did you like it as much as I did? Oh, I mean, obviously you'll be tuning in. Are you getting completely tired of this or are you still fully in it? Like I am, uh, let us know in the comments, if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, and, uh, I'm going to continue on with all of the Vanderpump rules this week in another video. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, you don't have to do anything. Cause we're going to talk about it right now. And, uh, Man, I lit, you know, my nipples are hard. That's how excited that was. That was insane. I've, I've now lived with that trailer for like two and a half days and I just watched it again. And I'm like, wow, this is why I love reality television. 
And Sandoval and Raquel, you really suck, Donkey Dick. Okay. Okay. We just watched the trailer for the finale, and now we're going to cover all of the Vanderpump news stories from this week. But there is a lot this week, so let's see what we get get through. Um, also, I want to remind people, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, it does look like I've come off the face of the sun, but it's just because I'm in my parents' little guest room, and uh, there's a light shining directly on my face that's not a professional light, so it does look like I'm potentially um, getting skin cancer at this moment. Also, uh, I'm trying to use a little bit more of a lower voice right now because it's 12.22 a.m., and both of my parents uh, are trying, you know, they're in a tiny a uh, tiny house. So my voice carries, uh, you, you know, cause I scream. Um, but wow, what a trailer, which by the way, isn't this funny at the, I mean, it really is some dude, <laughs> they always make fun of some geek in a basement, like, you know, on Reddit talking about strangers. And that's basically what I'm doing here in podcasting form. Amazing. Okay. So we saw that trailer. We're at a really high anger level, right? So what, what do we go to first? Because there is a lot of stuff. Let me see if I can find something funny to start with or something that potentially could make us smile. And let's talk, you know, okay. My favorite TMZ guy, Josh, we talked about this briefly last week, but Josh, he's the guy that's like, okay, okay. Oh, uh, Tom. Okay. Okay. Like he catches Tom on the street or at the airport. Like Tom. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, I hate having to ask you this, Tom, but like, have you seen Ra Raquel's nipples? You know, he'll always ask kind of weird questions, but he's, he, he seems like innately a good person. So you kind of, I really have grown to enjoy his interview style. I'm not even joking, but Tom Sandoval loves his interview style as well. So lately, Tom has been showing us on Instagram all of the um, fun summer camp activities he's doing over the last couple of weeks, trying to find himself into checking him instead of checking himself into actually some really deep therapy. He is, um, you know, hiking, repelling, shooting bows and arrows. I mean, listen, is he does, is he trying to become a survivalist? Does he know something we don't like? But he's also making Fruit Loop necklaces with his friend Kyle Chan, and he's always like. And by the way, I never thought I would miss the mustache, but I really wanted to grow it back. I, it's starting to look a little bit like Matthew McConaughey in Dallas Buyers Club, like he's losing way too much weight. And um, I would say I'm worried about him, but he's brought this on himself. And I, I really don't think he he's put himself in a really bad position in so many ways. That's an obvious statement, but I still don't think he's regretful of what he did to Ariana. I think he is regretful that he's starting to realize what he did is turning away a lot of fans. I really thought, I really still don't know if he fully understands this, but now like every weekend he's showing all these fruit loop necklaces he's made, or he's showing himself like how Buffy is with Billy Lee, you know, they have paparazzi camped outside of their house. So he's making these necklaces uh, with Kyle Chan all the time. And he decided to do a solid and make one for his good buddy, Josh, the TMZ backgrid reporter. And I just thought that was amazing. Here's a little audio of Tom Sandoval. And by the way, isn't this like illegal in journalism? I know it's TMZ, but you shouldn't be accepting gifts, Josh. We know this, right? Here's audio of Josh getting this Fruit Loop necklace from Tom Sandoval. It's like a, no, sorry, ne not necklace, like a bracelet. Here we go. So Sandoval, we see him walking, Kyle Chan's behind him, pulls up on, uh, on Josh, and Josh is filming. I got you something. I got you something. It says Josh. He puts the he puts the bracelet. Does this mean they're going to prom? 
Okay. Okay. It, that wasn't really great audio, you guys. But basically, Tom is putting the bracelet that says Josh that he made at Kyle Chan's onto Josh's wrist. I'm like, man, once again, like this, you're being kind to the wrong people. Josh seems like a really good guy, but also like, what is this? Does this mean they're going steady now? Like, Josh, will you wear your friendship bracelet all the time and never take it off? Like, I, I really wish he'd done one of those like heart necklaces of like, Josh, I want you to have one half of this heart and I'm going to wear the other half of this part heart. Like, by the way, anything's better than those lightning necklaces, but <laughs> I love He's like, Joth, you've asked so many great questions over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I was trying to think of the people that I talk to most now. There's Jason Bader, the drummer. Howie Mandel, I made him a friendship bracelet. Um, Kyle Chan provides all the friendship bracelets. Um, then we have uh, Billy Lee, yes, Schwartz, friendship bracelet. Um, let's see, who else still talks to me? Um, but I like that he included the TMZ guy. Like when you are including the TMZ guy into like your 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 friend circle, you know, your top eight on MySpace, then there there's more serious issues than we could possibly imagine. But it's this one, I mean, it's it's the recording of this and putting it out. You know what would kind of been interesting and what I would have suggested for him if I were to give him advice is that dude, you can do these things, just don't record it. And then if Josh decides to talk about it somewhere down the line, maybe a year later, people will be like, oh, weird. So Tom was like doing good things for people or trying to encourage people or do nice things without any kind of eyes on it at all. I think, I know that sounds crazy, but we might have a little bit of a different perception of it. Okay, let's talk to some Vanderpump Rules news in terms of jobs because you are going to be shocked because Tom Schwartz, not Tom Schwartz, this dude fails upwards more than anybody that I know. I mean, this guy one day should run for president because he'll probably get elected. This guy not only went directly to Winterhouse after this season of Vanderpump Rules wrapped, and then he had to go to the reunion, and then I think go back to finish Winterhouse, which Sandoval was supposed to join him, but it didn't happen. But now we've, and by the way, Winter, it's like, dude, bravo, get it together. Throw the ladies of Vanderpump Rules some of the gigs. But also now Tom Schwartz not only has that gig, but he now has a Fox reality competition show. That's right. Tom Schwartz is going to be on a Fox reality competition show, and you're going to crack up what the concept of this show is. I was, it, it almost seems like this is a show created entirely by artificial intelligence. Even the images of all of them in their astronaut suits looked like, I was like, this isn't real. Um, it's called Stars on Mars. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 
$30 performance polos and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Just sit with that, folks. Stars on Mars. That's the title of this reality show. Natasha Legero, who I love, the comedian, Ariel Winter, who was one of the daughters on Modern Family, Lance Armstrong, which, by the way, Lance Armstrong, a famous cheater as well, not only on women, but he also cheated and lied about all the, the stuff he was doing to help win the Tour de France princes. Uh, Adam Rapone, Ronda Rousey, who is a, uh, a UFC um, person, but you also have Tom Schwartz. Tanashi, the museum, Portia Williams, Portia making a very big return to reality television with this and ultimate girls trip. Um, so Tom Schwartz is going to be there. Fox has set the 12 fearless celebrities who soon will be packing their bags and preparing for launch to the red planet, sort of the network's latest unscripted competition series. Now I want you to pay attention to the word unscripted and that's what they call a lot of reality television, but they also call it unscripted, especially when the writer's guild is on strike because they're saying, don't worry, we're still going to have TV on network TV, but it's unscripted. So we don't have to pay writers. So also, dude, fucking um, uh, what's his name from Superbad, the the nerdy kid. Uh, I'm blank. It's like one in the morning. I'm the nerdy kid. The the, the dude. Any uh, um, the, the, he had the fake license from. Anyways, he's on it as well. And in this picture, I don't know if you can see it on YouTube, but this picture you can see Tom in the back, and he has his fingers in his mouth. Somebody pointed that out to me, and I was cracking up. But literally, this show is going to be a competition show where they simulate a team of people going to Mars. Like, are we fully out of ideas where they're like, you know what we should do? And this would be crazy. Like, is this like, was it like Tom and Tom doing mushrooms to come up with the shorts and Sandy's, um, you know, <laughs> decoration. Is it the same people? <laughs> Did they do this to create this show? Because it seems completely ridiculous. I mean, by the way, wouldn't it be crazy if it was good, but Tom Schwartz finally got his own project away from Tom Sandoval. Now, William Shatner is going to serve as mission control, of course, Captain Kirk from Star Trek. The series will see the crew members live, eat, sleep, strategize, and bond with each other in the same space station. I wonder if Sandoval will, uh, sorry, I wonder if Schwartz will find a way to get married and cheat on that space station. <laughs> oh, I was drunk, man. I don't know. Oh, um, during their stay, they will be faced with authentic conditions that simulate life on Mars. I wonder if they'll bump into Elon Musk. And they must use their brains and brawn. Uh-oh. 
Tom's going to, that's going to be hard. Or maybe just their stellar social skills. Okay. To outlast the competition and claim the title of brightest star in the galaxy, the celebrities will compete in missions and will vote to eliminate one of their crewmates each week, sending them back to. <laughs> First off, didn't we want to send Sandoval to another planet? But also. <laughs> This seems like something that Tom Schwartz is going to be potentially embarrassed to be. If Tom wins, they actually shoot his ass to Mars. Um, this seems just insane, you guys. This truly seems like I feel like I'm on acid. This is going to start Monday, June 5th on Fox. So set your calendars on that. That is wow. I mean, guys, I'm, I'm not... I that. The, I, I couldn't even make a joke that good. That is, and by the way, I'll, I'll watch it or I'll, you know what? I don't know if I'll, I'll watch clips. You know, I'll watch clips, but that's not all folks. Scandaball has not only gotten Schwartz on another reality show, but guess who else is on another reality show? That's right. Say it with me, Kristen Doty. She was back on Watch What Happens Live. We saw her in the season finale trailer, but we also have her on a new reality show called GOAT. And GOAT, of course, stands for GOAT. No, GOAT stands for greatest of all time. And this is another reality show. This is going to be now on Amazon Freebie. Amazon Freebie, which actually is where Jury Duty, that amazing show that I fell in love with a couple weeks ago, that uh, they were on, a couple of the actors were on my show a couple weeks ago. So good. If you haven't watched it, please watch. This is going to be amazing. Um, so uh, this is interesting. You're going you're gonna to love the cast here, the cast is insane. It is Jill Zarin. Jill Zarin finally got some work here. Uh, you have Tasha Adams from The Bachelor. You have uh, uh, one of the, oh, you have one of the, oh, you have Reza. Reza's in this. But this is another competition reality show where they compete on who is the greatest of all time. And Dodie is really having a moment. Dodie is having a huge moment. So it's interesting after being fired from that show or let go or whatever we're calling it, it was a long bleak, I'm sure three years from her. Cause remember her book had just come out. They had sold her book and to make it into a movie and that all, all that shit went away. Like this, all that stuff with faith broke at right at that time. And then we went into the pandemic. So it all kind of came crashing down around her. And now she is like kind of coming back. And I think a huge push of this of course is scandal. Now the interesting thing about this, which, the reality show seems like whatever. I'm excited to see Dodie back on the screen, but her, her on watch what happens live Wednesday night, get this. I want to read you the ratings for this. The ratings for this were 0.41 demo, 997,000 viewers. And that's a season high for watch what happens live. So that is the highest rated watch what happens live. Not just a Vanderpump Rules cast members of this season of Watch What Happens Live. People were genuinely interested to have her back, see what she was going to say. And she said some, I mean, she said exactly what I thought she would say. Um, I really liked seeing her. I'm very curious. By the way, have you, if I watch Watch What Happens Live every night, Andy is on his phone too much in between commercials. They always will come back and he's on his phone and I'll be like, okay. And it's like, dude, it's 30 minutes. Put that phone down, man. Don't kill me for saying that, Andy, please. I love you. Um, 
So that was the ratings for Kristen Doty on that show. And that's got to make her feel great, I would imagine, because my fear that, you know, I would fear that I'd go on that show and nobody would tune in. Um, But not just that, the Vanderpump Rules show itself earned its highest live ratings since 2019 with Wednesday's episode. Um, uh, This keeps, I mean, this just keeps popping off. They got 1,412,000 viewers. That's live viewing. That's not even taking into account three-day and seven-day ratings. That's how they break those ratings down. So by seven-day ratings, I'm guessing they're going to get into like the 3.2 million category, which is insane for a reality television show at this moment in their 10th season. So NBC Universal is thrilled with this. Um, we'll go into a couple of Kristen Doty clips from Watch What Happens Live in a second, but I wanted to share that for all you geeks like me that really are fascinated, kind of seeing how the series ratings have just kept climbing and climbing. And, you know, the last two seasons, they've been decreasing and decreasing. So this is wild very wild to see. And it's very not the usual. And that's really directly related to Scandaball. Scandaball is the only person that is not able to make money off of Scandaball. In fact, whether you think this is sad or not, he started his uh, tour in uh, Westbury, New York tonight. Now, I believe I'm going to have somebody from that show that was there on the podcast, probably on Monday for like a little brief review. But our friend Tracy Morrissey, who you know, a podcaster and a writer, a really amazing person, she was there and posted a really funny photo. And she also posted a video. And you know, it seemed full a little bit upfront, but then she showed the seats and nobody was in the seats. Now they just started offering Tom Sandoval and the most extras two for one tickets. And that's never a good sign. Um, the person that messaged me said there was like 60 plus people there. I'm not sure what the capacity is. And I'm sure that person is, you know, lowballing it. So let's call it like a hundred people, maybe, uh, maybe more, but I mean, and it, you know, and he had like, he had this suit with like light up lightning things. It's like, dude, maybe stop with the lightning. It's not, or it's not, it's very bad. It's bad mojo. Now you don't want to be like, you know, it's like, I love that he got a lighting rig. He's wearing costuming and it's like, just focus on the performance. I mean, this is really, I, I, I keep saying like, it's, I'm starting to feel not I'm starting to feel bad because I just think the best move for him would be to go away. And I don't mean forever, but he needs to go away because this is going to be a very painful, humbling experience for him unless his ego is just so large that he will not be humbled. Um, But I I hope he genuinely learns this was not the right time to go out on tour with his band. Um, And the band, like I said, I've always said it, you know, they're talented musicians. Um, And, you know, I I don't know. It it really, mm, I'm very conflicted, but I I wanted to also play the audio. This is from an account by Wig, by Wig, Hello Drama. um, And they always have great content on there. Um, But I wanted to play this video of Tom Sandoval doing a local news show. And this lady is interviewing him really quickly because they're talking about his concerts. And he's he's obviously at his house that he shares with Ariana because I can notice that wallpaper pattern. He looks really gaunt, emaciated, and he's talking to this lady about the tour. 
all that's going on with with Bravo and the show. I mean, people are talking about the scandal and involving you, the cheating scandal. What do you make of some people who say, okay, it's great that he's doing this tour. He has this band and it's for a good cause, at least the DC show. But I'm a little hesitant about being involved in anything that Tom is connected to. Uh, what do you want to say to those people who are very critical of you right now? Um, you know, that obviously I, you know, I just want people to come out have a good time. Um, you know, um, I'm a human being who uh, makes mistakes and, um, you know, that I've learned and growing from those mistakes and, uh, you know, that, I mean, if people want to come out and see a great band and have a, you know, have a party fun environment to come out and enjoy themselves, you know? Do you think it will be hard, though, Tom, moving forward, being judged? Because this is such a huge uh, scandal that's been rocking headlines for weeks now. Do, do I do I think? Yeah, do you um, think it I will impact know. the tour? <laughs> exactly, and that's what I'm trying to get to the heart of. Uh, moving forward, that's going to be a tall order for you. It's, it's top of mind for many. Yeah, um, well, it's something that we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. As of right now, I mean, ticket sales for our tour have been really great. You know, people have been very supportive. Um, you know, obviously the people that, you know, are supporting, you know, supportive and are, you know, who, who are staying by my side, they're obviously a lot less vocal than the people who are not. Kind of uh, similar to like when you go, you know, on Yelp and look at like restaurants, people are have are uh, less likely to compliment a place than they are to leave a bad review. That makes sense. Got it. But you you said you've made your peace with it and you, you've moved forward and are moving forward. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's that's what you have to do in life. All right, Tom. Well, thank you so much for your time. All wow, I feel like she might have a friendship bracelet coming to her. No, uh, she did a very good interview. Uh, you know, it, it's really weird circumstances. But I mean, you know, you really see that Tom does have a hard time expressing himself with words. And I always thought that's why Ariana would come in there and kind of help him certain times, especially at reunions. But then he's like, it's like a Yelp review. It's like people just don't. By the way, that's bullshit. I see late Yelp reviews all the time of people leaving five stars. Maybe it's he's looking at the Schwartz and Sandy's Yelp reviews. Who knows? I get the sentiment there. But also, like, you know, they, they, they talk about Tom Sandoval and the most extras being the ultimate party band, but that's the, 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 the hard part is that do you really want to party with the ultimate party band when you don't have good feelings about the lead singer? I love that. He's like, Oh, if you want to come out and have a good time with a pretty great band, he's like, and I'm like, yeah, go see Taylor Swift and her band, man. It's, it's probably a little more expensive, but I mean, he's out there trying to promote this stuff and I'll be curious, are you going? I mean, I keep asking you guys that. And I, I mean, uh, listen, he's playing, I think the beacon, which is where he played for BravoCon in a couple of days in the city. And it's weird because like Tracy Morrissey went and she went, you know, not because she's a Tom Sandoval fan. She went because she's a fan of Vanderpump rules. And she's a, you know, I, I think, you know, she did it for the gram a little bit, obviously you got that great picture, but she went all the way out there to do that. Now, I mean, I have a feeling you'll see a little bit of that with the Gramercy show. I mean, like, listen, my one of my favorite writers, Nomi Fry, 
Um, I have a feeling she'll pop there, pop up there. I mean, people want the picture. People want the joke. People want that. And it's sad, though, because when you're trying to win over people in like a music environment, you don't want people there just so they can get a funny Instagram photo and all of us go, ha, 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 ha. You know, it's a really hard place to win back anybody from. And that's why I kept thinking, lay low, lay low, like Rocky Rachel Raquella. She uh, started this week with a statement um, on her Instagram account. Now, they, whoever's running her account posted this for Rachella, uh, for, sorry, Raquel, and uh, they wanted to remind people that it is mental health. Um, oh, my God. I'm trying to find her on Instagram, and I realize I keep spelling Rachel. Oh, my God. Um, oh, no. She still follows me. Oh, no, I don't like that. Um, oh, wow. They took down, did they took, take this down? Sorry, let me see if I screenshotted it. Maybe it was in her stories and I don't look at her stories. So, um, oh, here it is. Oh, yeah. It said, this was Tuesday. This account was hacked and with the help of Instagram, it has been reset and is now managed by Raquel's team for the next month while she continues treatment. May, and they capitalize May, is Mental Health Awareness Month. So Raquel has requested all of the posts focus on raising awareness for mental health organizations, advocates, and removing the stigma surrounding treatment. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I don't understand about Raquel's team. Um, also, uh, you know, I didn't also know Raquel was hacked because nothing weird was posted. In fact, if anything, things were just taken down from her account. Um, ugh, man. And I truly hope there is a team of people and I truly hope um, she is in a mental health facility. The problem is, though, once you start lying at the level that they lied, it leaves room for doubt. I mean, you know, uh, even uh, trying to be kind and trying to say, okay, mental health, all of that stuff. You're like, well, these people lied. You know, we saw Rachel in this last week's episode, which by the way, it was interesting that this came out on Tuesday and they, you know, the trailer got released two hours later where, you know, it, it showed Raquel smirking that like we talked about in the trailer. You know, I sometimes wonder if these things, like they know it's about to get leaked. So they're trying to like get a little bit of sympathy. I don't know. It's hard when you lie that much, you start to question, you know, the actual pain people are going through, which is dark. I hate to be that person, but I think we're all like that in a little bit, like fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me kind of thing. So we already go into it with, uh, you don't seem like that great of a person. Oh my God, you guys, it is just wild. Okay, what else do we got to talk about here? There is still a lot. Here is a clip from Kristen Doty uh, on Watch What Happens Live talking about Tom and his cheating. Tonight's episode, what moment was the cringiest for you tonight? For me, Ariana telling uh, Raquel that she's role model goals was... That, yeah, it was around that whole time and then Raquel doing... Rachel doing her interview by just saying like, you know, I want to be a role model for women and, and younger girls. And also these people are everything to me like this. Group. Right. That was very uncomfortable to me because it also, there was clearly and a double Sandoval. meaning, but Sandoval right. at the glamping, like freaking out and talking about how amazing Raquel is and right. how grown up she, you know, that right. was with reaction to Tom's claim. He tried to end things with Ariana, but she was in denial and refused to let him. It's the same thing he said about me. Be a man. If you want to break up, break up. Uh, since you famously, <laughs> since you famously uncovered Miami girl, had you heard of other instances of Tom cheating on Ariana? 
Since the Raquel news broke, I've heard multiple things. Really? That have now coming out of the woodwork. Any we would be especially surprised to hear about? Um, no one that I know personally, but like when he and Schwartz, specifically one, uh, he and Schwartz doing like appearances together, uh, I a friend of a friend hooked up with him. Um, what was it like for you returning to filming? We're going to see you later this season. Um, I asked Ariana if she really, really wanted me to do it, and she said yes, so... I did. Uh, in tonight's episode, Lala compared how Tom was talking about Raquel to how he talked about <laughs> Ariana when he was with you. What was your take on that? Verbatim. I mean, there's there was like a TikTok some girl did where she did it side by side. Really? From like the reunions past where Tom and Ariana were first together. Right. And like, magnetic. We kissed. Right. The sunrise. Best friend. Wow. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was verbatim. Yeah. Tonight's episode... Okay, so a lot to take in there. Dodie back on Watch What Happens Live. Um, The thing that I wonder, though, just is like if Tom is aware of his own behavior. Like, I wonder if Tom is even aware to the point where he watches that and goes, wait wait a sec. Oh, my God, I didn't even realize I am doing the same thing again and again and again. I'm using the same words. Oh, my. Like, is there a world in which we can live in where we would think almost Tom's, like, scared of himself of, like, dude, I had no idea, but I do keep seeing doing the same thing from relationship to relationship. Um, you know, in fact, I, I think I'm going to have a, the therapist on again, and we're going to, I'll make sure to talk about this because I truly want to know what goes through a person's head. Now you're going to obviously go to the narcissist thing, which I totally understand, but it is, uh, it's that thing of like, when you hear it that black and white, and when it's on a reality show and you have the ability to see him say the same things. I wonder that if that even shocks him where he's like, Oh my God, I can't believe I can't can't believe I'm doing the same thing. I I mean, I just wonder if there's any kind of fear in him of like, can I even trust myself? I know that's probably giving him way too much credit. Um, Okay. Um, I want to show you some deleted scenes or let you hear some deleted scenes because I think those are always just as shocking to, to hear as well the things that got on the cutting room floor from last week last week's episode. It uh, I watched a couple today and it blew me away. So let me just try to find this right here. Uh, here we go. Say hello, yeah. Yeah, I so said what's up. Uh, this is a little awkward. I like to nip it in the bud when I feel awkward. I mean, maybe my body language says differently, but I don't feel awkward at all. I got hummus and pretzel chips and goldfish. You know, I'll do some pretzels. You know. I don't like hummus. Well, it's not like I'm going to be taken out with anyone. <laughs> hummus breath is fierce, though. I wouldn't know. <laughs> you want to find out? Just kidding. Kinda. Just kidding. <laughs> Okay, so that scene was at the beach and last week's episode, and it's Schwartz talking to Raquel, and they're talking hummus breath, but they're joking about the little kissing thing of like, you want to find out what hummus breath tastes like? And they're joking because they both know that she is knocking boots with Sandoval, and that's what makes it even, even creepier to me. Um. Mm. So, just so, 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 so gross. Um, Okay, we're going to go to another deleted scene from last week. This is Lala and DJ James Kennedy. 
what is it? Strong? It's great. Is it? Yes. Take it. How are you feeling with the drinking stuff? Good. I don't really drink. I mean, I still I still have my moments where I think like but I know that I don't want to be sober. I've been all right. I can have a couple of drinks and just like be completely chill. Do you have any yeah, no, you gotta like really be mellow. No, 100%. It's definitely strange to see James ordering a drink because for a very long time, we were both sipping Perrier together. But everyone's sobriety journey is very different. It's not my place to even judge him. You sure. can't Thank you. How's your drink? Yeah, I'll do another one of those. You got it. Thanks. The one thing I need him to understand is he and alcohol, one too many, it don't mix. I want James to get to a good place, and I don't want the alcohol to f*** it up. Okay, I wish this scene had stayed in the show because it's what I've been talking about every week of like, yeah, we're all loving DJ games, Kennedy right now. But remember, we're going to eventually have to deal with his alcoholism again down the line. It just that it, it's not rocket science. We've seen this again and again and again. Also, you can't see it, but in those scenes, he's like chugging the drinks and then orders another one. And Lala's watching this. Lala having gone through that and and you know coming out on the other side of uh, you know having a couple of years under her belt in terms of her sobriety. But man, it is you know let, yes, I love it. I can have a couple of drinks. I'm very mellow now. It's very good. Guys, night. You know, and we see when he does have a couple of drinks, he gets very angry, like even threw his drink on Tom because Tom just made a stupid joke and he immediately got angry. You could tell he was drunk then. So it's I think everybody with him says it with love because everybody seems to genuinely like DJ James Kennedy. Now is my favorite part of the show when I get to talk about our sponsors. And this week, so bad it's good. We have a new sponsor and I am so ridiculously happy about this sponsor. I've actually talked about this sponsor before on this show. It is ShipStation. Now, if that name sounds familiar, it should. Because Shannon Bedore uh, uses ShipStation. Wolfgang Puck uses ShipStation. Ryan Bailey uses ShipStation. And hopefully, after today, you will use ShipStation as well. So I'm going to explain what ShipStation is, but I have a feeling if you listen to this show, you already know what it is because of Miss Shannon Bedore. Now listen, our economy has been a challenge, right? Everybody is feeling it. No one knows what the future holds. Each month there is a new surprise. So to keep your business thriving, and I am speaking to you, small business owners, you need to find ways to save money without cutting corners. And when it comes to having a small business, every little bit helps when it comes to saving money. Now, ShipStation gives you access to discounts of up to, get this, 84% off USPS and UPS rates, and you can manage every order from one simple-to-use dashboard. So when you lower your shipping costs and make returns easy, your customers stay happy while you save money. Now, listen, I had uh, Hello Harlot on last Monday, on last Monday's episode. She talked about the Homeless Not Toothless event, and she, by the way, she just put out the Scandaval coloring book. We were just talking about it last week's episode, but she is a small business. This is perfect for her. If you run an Etsy store, a, you have a Shopify account, all of these things, ShipStation is perfect for. This is perfect for my Patreon 
We send out holiday cards. We send out merchandise. ShipStation is something that is perfect for us, and it can be perfect for you too. I know a lot of my listeners out there do have actual small businesses. So I personally endorse this. It is so easy to set up your ShipStation account. Um, You can even go to the dashboard and you can manage every one of your orders. It's so ridiculously simple. All you do is sign up for an account. And by the way, not to bury the lead, but today you will get a 60-day free trial through so bad it's good. But you set up an account and it's really simple. You go there, there's a, a couple of different things on the dashboard. You got your insights, your orders, your shipments, your products, your customers, your scan, and you can click on each one of these and it can take you through all of your orders, what is shipped, what has been canceled, order alerts. It is so easy to use, but it is perfect for small businesses and saving up to 84% that is insane. So during the holiday time last year, we sent out all of these holiday cards and we had to pay full price for all of our postage. Now, you don't we don't have to do that anymore. I mean, there was like you're talking about like 600 people or something like that. This is a big savings. So Get up to 84% off USPS and UPS rates. And if that's not enough, like I said, use my promo code to try ShipStation free for two months. There's over 130,000 companies that have grown their e-commerce business with ShipStation. And 98% of companies that stick with ShipStation for a year become customers for life. My gosh, Shannon Vidor is a customer. That's all you need to know. Ryan Bailey. I mean, that's, that's a close second. All your shipping handled is in a single dashboard, like I just said. It effortlessly integrates everywhere you sell online. So if you sell on Amazon, Etsy, eBay, Shopify, anywhere, it integrates directly into your ShipStation account. You can manage each order from one simple dashboard. You can automate routine shipping tasks. You can print shipping labels, easily compare rates and delivery times to optimize every shipment and automate delivery notifications. I mean, this is a small business owner's geek dream. And with enterprise solutions that make warehouse optimization easy, ShipStation scales when you do. So worry less about the bottom line when you save money with ShipStation. Go to ShipStation.com and use code SOBAD. I know, guys, I know this is so great, so good, but we're going to use the product code SOBAD because that's the first two words of my title. So use that today. Sign up for your free 60-day trial. That is ShipStation.com. So bad. By the way, wouldn't it be great if anybody, somebody listening to this, this is like they don't have a small business, but they're like, you convinced me with that ad to start a small business because I need to save 84% off. So once again, ShipStation.com, code so bad. That's also going to be on the description on the show notes. So get a 60-day free trial, www.shipstation.com forward slash so bad. And thank you to ShipStation for sponsoring the show. I geek out about this for real. And I'll tell you just personally, you know it's a good company when they want to do an onboarding call with you where they walk you through the product and ask if you have any questions. And they seem excited about it too. And that really gets me excited because I just, I really love people that are passionate about their products. And ShipStation has a lot to be passionate about because it's an amazing product. But once again, don't take my word for it. Take Miss Shannon Bedore's word for it. Anyways, 
All the information is in there. 60-day free trial. Try it today even with all of his faults. But I want to remind people that is going to be something that he's going to have to deal with in season 11 or season 12. I watched too much reality television to know that that will come back to haunt him. That's it. Honestly, I'm not like on dating apps. I'm not like actively. Do you like... know Tom's on a dating app? Is he really? Oh my God. My friend sent it to me. Here's the picture, but I want to see if you see what I see in the profile picture that he chose. Yeah, that's me in the background. What the <laughs> He could barely pay attention to you when you were straight in front of his face. Of course, he's not going to notice that. <laughs> if being on the apps is what Tom really needs to move on or put himself out there, so be it. At least if Tom goes on the apps, he has a chance of meeting somebody outside of this circle, which is, you know, ideal for everyone. Okay, so that was another deleted scene from last week where Lala and Katie are at Katie's place and Lala is showing that somebody found Tom Schwartz on a dating app and the fucking picture Tom uses, Katie's literally in the background. <laughs> Can you imagine the, the idiot? <laughs> oh, no. He's like, oh, some people like Katie. Maybe they'd like to see her. <laughs> Tom has so few. By the way, don't be like Tom. Tom has model photos. Tom has so many photos taken of him. He could go to my account and pull a couple of photos of him. Like he fucking is so like, who the fuck dating app? And he fucking chooses a photo with Katie. <laughs> So Tom just sees him and goes, that's a good looking dude and has no ability to look. Right oh my God. Is that Katie? I'm like, I matched with Tom on Tinder. I saw a picture of Katie. on How many pictures of Sandfall do you think are on his? By the way, if you guys have matched with shorts on any dating app, can you please screenshot all of that and send it to me? Because I really need that right now. I need I need the laughs. Please send that to me. <laughs> oh, who's a who's that hot girl in the back? Oh, that's fucking Katie. Oh, <laughs> I love I love these deleted scenes so much. I'm not well. Oh. I'm I'm really barely hanging. Oh, that's actually that's a very sad moment. Actually, I don't. That's Ariana talking about her being sad. So those are the deleted scenes. Some of these deleted scenes, man, I want to see all of it. I hate that you have to watch the never before seen episode right before the new episode of Vanderpump Rules to sometimes see these never before seen scenes, but they're really worth digging into. I truly, truly think that. Um, okay, we did deleted scenes. Also, I want to remind you, I was on Jamie's, uh, Jamie Lynn's pod, Jamie All Over, talking to, uh, she's the co-host of Shenanigans a lot of the times, and she was there for a lot of these things. And it was interesting talking to her because, I don't know if all of this cut, got cut out, but she was talking about kind of feeling guilt because Sandoval, you know, she had heard through a friend said, I'm done with Jamie Lee, dude. Through, you know, like kind of lashing out at her and that kind of, I, I took that in and I was like, man, that is just so sad that he's still even deeming to lash out at other people at this moment when it's, you know, at some point just being a man, I'm going like, I brought this on myself. I deserve the things that are coming to me right now. 
maybe if I do actually learn from my mistakes, which he told that news reporter, you know, he doesn't seem to be truly learning when I hear things like that. Cause it's like, that's the least of your concern, what Jamie has to say about you. But I was talking to Jamie too, because she had mentioned, uh, and I'm talking about casting. So I want to talk to you guys about casting. They're doing interviews or they've been doing interviews for a couple of weeks now. And my prediction, cause you want to think about it. Like, who do we want to see on this? We want to see everybody come back. Right. Even though, like I told you last week, I don't think Raquel should come back if she really is taking mental health awareness may seriously, but of course we want her back. I also poised the question, posed the question to Twitter and Instagram of like, could we do a season of 11 of Vanderpump Rules without Tom? Like, of course we could. It's doable. But would you want to? And I got to tell you, it's pretty down the line, 50% saying, yeah, you totally could do another season. In fact, I don't want to see him. I'd rather follow everybody else. And then 50% of like, are you crazy? Of course we need him. Da, 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 da. We, you know, but really, you know, in he desperately needs the season for money and for the trying to win back his credibility, but it really is going to be a season of him getting his ass handed to him for the most part, like honestly. Um, and I think he's fine with that if he can be promised to potentially get back in people's good graces. And I don't mean his fellow cast members and friends. I think the audience he's more interested in because that's going to affect all of his future endeavors from all of his, uh, you know, influencer stuff to his band to everything that he wants to do but okay those are the people but ariana said she won't film with tom and raquel and a lot of people have said that now sheena is it's interesting about sheena because sheena kind of went from i will definitely never film with raquel rachel again but then uh, or tom but then i'm trying to find this clip I found her. She actually did an interview because she's promoting some product because everybody's getting uh, influencer deals right now, of course. Um, but she did this interview where it was just in the last couple of days where she said, of course, you know, I've thought about having to film with them again. But, you know, it would have to be a group scene at Lisa's place. And, you know, it won't be any of the birthdays, she says. It won't be any of the birthdays. She says this in the interview. And I thought, what a change even in those couple of weeks of I won't film with them at all to it probably will have to happen because that's the reality of that situation. The production will be trying to beg to get these people in the same room with each other. They just will because they know that's where the true drama lies. And Sheena is smart enough to realize eventually she's going to have to do that. She just, she just is. And I'm just curious who else is going to be around though? Who else will film with Sandoval and Raquel. And it's going to be interesting because a lot of people that I think said a couple of weeks ago that they would never be on this show is probably slowly changing their mind. They're probably really thinking about it and going, okay, could I, in what world could I come back? Um, and this is what I'm thinking about in terms of people being added to the cast. So you have Jamie Lynn, Sheena's friend. I know they talked to her. Who knows? She said she wouldn't do it, but you never know. Then you have Dana Kaba, Dana Cathan, Sandoval calls her Kaba. Dana, of course, is Katie's uh, friend. A lot of the, she, Dana was actually a part of the show in season eight. 
Um, so you have her and she, you know, Katie just went overseas with her. She's at all of the events. She was at Coachella with Ariana. So she would film with Ariana, Katie, you have a friend for Katie, because I'm guessing Christina Kelly won't be on this season because she just gave birth. So Dana said, no, she wouldn't go back. But also I think that could change as well. So look potentially for that. So Jackson, Brittany, look for that in a friend of capacity. Also, Dodie got extremely high ratings. She is on that goat reality show, but. Dodie could potentially come back, especially with those ratings. So it kind of leaves this open in so many ways. Now you actually have their real friend group. So with Ariana, you have a guy named Brad and you have Logan. Logan also is the manager of TomTom. And you've seen Logan a lot this season and just kind of background or a couple of lines here and there, but one of Ariana's best friends. And I, I've been looking to get and I've been looking, but I think we do deserve to see more gay men and women on this show. We do. I would actually like to see gay relationships on the show. It's the reality of this friend group situation. You also have Jesse Montana. You know, I would love to see real relationships of all kinds on this show. So you have that with Sandoval. You finally, will this be the season that Kyle Chan actually has multiple scenes instead of just giving away discounted jewelry to them? Um, you also have Billy Lee. Billy Lee says also doesn't want to come back on the show, but maybe now with Tom, I really need you, Billy. I gave you a friendship necklace and a fruit loop bracelet. Come on, Billy. And then secretly, I think all of these people desperately want to be on reality television anyway. So you've got that as well. Who else, though? I mean, I would actually like Brock to get bumped up a little bit more than he was this season. So are we going to have new people? Hopefully, we'll definitely have Charlie back. I mean, in the in the little, they used her. I thought she did ex extremely well. And then with La La La, of course, we'll be able to film with Jax and Brittany. She's buddies with them, wants to get them back on. Now, DJ James Kennedy and Allie. Will we see another one of their friend groups? Like I said, uh, at some episode in the past week, DJ James Kennedy, we've never got to see his friends. We've gotten to see his family, but his friends usually are, you know, we've, we've really not got to see a lot of them. Remember when he lived with that like 55 year old dude? It seemed like it took care of him. What happened to that guy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peter Madrigal, of course, well, Madrigal, or however we say his last name, um, he'll always be there. Lisa, Ken, um, I'm trying to think who else, like who else could be in? It's going to all hinge on, is Raquel going to be in the cast or not? And if she isn't, how does Tom fit into this? Does he just show up of like, sorry, that was crazy last season, huh? That's so crazy. I don't even know what I was thinking. Anyways, are you guys ready to rock? Like all of those people were going to his shows, the cast members, none of them are going anymore. Um, these are just the questions that I stay up late and <laughs> late in the evening thinking about, I mean, it, it truly, it's truly keeping me up at night. Oh my God. Also, Ariana Maddox is in New York with her new boo, um, Daniel Wu. They were at a New York Yankees game the other day. It looked like they were having a good time. Uh, but then there's a page six article that Ariana and Daniel were talking shit about Raquel Levis on date night. I don't know. This is page six. Somebody overheard them talking shit as they looked lovey-dovey. I don't know. That doesn't really seem a lot like Ariana to me or the Ariana that I know, but who knows? And also, I think Daniel's a little, little bit out of the loop in terms of paying attention to this stuff. So I think, um, I think that's probably why he's a safe spot in some ways to Ariana is because 
He's not a part of this, but would we see Daniel potentially go on Vanderpump Rules? No. I have heard no. I have heard no, but you never, never know. Maybe he's one of those people that comes in for an episode. Uh, I'm just trying to go through every angle that we can think of. Um, but we are they are really you know close to making a lot of casting decisions. Oh, man, this is dark stuff. Okay. So that's the, I mean, listen, at this point, I think Howie Mandel wants to be on this next season. I might pop up in this next season. I mean, really? Oh, we have Jared Lipscomb who's been on this show. I know he's a real, like he's been around there. Um, there are so many people that are around the scene that we really haven't seen and heard from. Um, also, uh, Ariana's friend, Simon Curtis, who is a writer and I believe a musician. Uh, he was there when all of this broke. He could be on the show. I mean, there's a lot of different variations of Vanderpump Rules, and that's why I think we need a behind-the-scenes documentary of the production of what are the conversations when they're in an interview with the production, what is production asking them. I mean, there's a lot happening right now, and I'm so curious. Also, uh, to let you know, DJ James Kennedy said him and Allie are not engaged, or Allie said that the other night when they went live, so I'm hoping, guessing that that is true then. But we also, there was a rumor out today that uh, DJ James Kennedy bought a $1.2 million house. And a lot of you are going, Oh my God, it must be a mansion. But no, it looks like a really dinky house because in Los Angeles, they are forcing like where you could not own a home anymore. So, I mean, I would kill for this house that he has. It looks like small, cute. There looks, there's a pool in the backyard. It looks nice to me. People were making fun of it, but I was like, hell yeah, I would, I would kill for a house like that. Are you kidding me? Um, Okay, so that all uh, is that. I'm trying to find these other clips. Now, J-Lo, you guys know this Jennifer Lopez. He's Ben Affleck, Benifer, the whole thing. She has a new Netflix movie called Mother that is coming out. <laughs> Great title, um, where I think she plays like a killer, probably trying to get back her daughter. I'm just guessing. But she was on The View. And now remember, The View, there's a writer's strike going on. So they are being forced to talk about things like Vanderpump Rules. And Whoopi Goldberg does not seem happy about it. But it just shows how this has pierced every sort of bubble in terms of entertainment. So here is Jennifer Lopez talking about Vanderpump Rules on The View. What are we well, doing? No. What are we talking about? We're talking about you. You are one. Well, let me, before I do that, do you watch the show Vanderpump Rules? You know what I think? Vanderpump Rules? Watch this show called Vanderpump Rules. You know, I have seen it, mm. but not, like I don't watch it regularly right. or anything. Like you know, I know of it. I know of it. Yeah, you know, I do. So okay. what would you do if you if, if I was what? sleeping if, with your husband? Oh. <laughs> Is that what's happening? Yeah, that's what's happening. happening. Yeah, and they've been living together not. for ten years. Would you be violent or would you be rational? I think I just walk out. Just walk mm. out. That's what Whoopi said. Yeah. Why waste time? No. Yeah. Wow. I don't know everything you need to know. What else do you need to know? Yes. That's, that's, that's all good. the info you that know. you need. Yes. Well, you playing an assassin, so anything could happen with you. <laughs> <laughs> I do have some skills. I yes. know. Hey. Okay. Here's the second thing. Another reminder: we don't have any writers, and we are. <laughs> Which is why we're kind of forced to talk about Vanderpump Rules. How dare you? Which I'm going to just 
throw over to Alyssa because she watches. I got I know, you, okay. girl. Yeah, you, <laughs> I got, you got it. There you so, go. all the Vanderpump rules. Okay. <laughs> so this is that was the view. It's even made it to the view. Whoopi Goldberg, very not pleased. I love how Whoopi Goldberg says she goes, the Vanderpump rules. And then she said it again. She's like, you seen this show, Vanderpump Rules? I love Whoopi Goldberg saying Vanderpump Rules. Amazing. Um, and I love uh, J-Lo. The Bravo connection of J-Lo, if you guys forgot, is that Alex Rodriguez, remember they were together and they broke up because of Bravo. Because of Madison LaCroix, remember? Madison LaCroix really was the linchpin that brought Benifer back together because Alex Rodriguez was sliding into Madison LaCroix from Southern Charm, her DMs, and like actually were making plans to hang out. Craig got drunk at the reunion, talked about it, all of this stuff. But J-Lo found out about this, and I'm sure it wasn't just Madison LaCroix. I'm sure there was many. And J-Lo did. J-Lo left. And that left the that left that door open for Mr. Ben Affleck to come walking right back into it. But isn't that crazy? And I just think of like oh, I've seen Vanderpump Rules. I wonder if like J Lo once Alex J Lo was like Alex, what are you watching? Why are you watching Bravo so much? <laughs> uh, so I thought that was completely. Uh, Interesting to uh, talk about. Also, I just wanted to play the audio of Raquel telling Ariana that she should sleep with Tom. Next time on Vanderpump Rules, there's something about her. Something about her. This is our Greek salad sandwich. Yeah, it's one of our favorites. Wow. Wow. I want to go somewhere really cool with Ariana. You guys been okay? I feel like sometimes, like, my very presence annoys her. I just want us to be better. You know, I want us to be more intimate. I cannot have sex with somebody who feels like a stranger. I feel like in a relationship, you should want to, like, have sex. You come home after working all night. And you're like, what, you think you're just going to, like, whip your dick out? And I'm going to be like, yeah, let's That's never going to happen. Like, we have to spend time together. Oh. Got to have sex. Wow. So much darkness, you guys. Um, also, uh, fallen, uh, pour one out for a pump restaurant. Pump is officially closing. Uh, after so, so long, and uh, it's been 10 years that Pump Restaurant has been open. But don't worry, you guys. Remember, the Pump Restaurant is one thing, but Tom Tom is still open and Sir is still open. Even though Pump, I really actually like Pump. Really strong drinks, really strong hangovers from Pump. And then there's something about her is going to be open as well. Um, but it's kind of an end of an era in a lot of ways with that. I mean, Pump is one of the big the big restaurants for Lisa, even though she has her Vegas restaurants as well now. Um, so this is the statement. The Pump family tells TMZ, it's with heavy hearts that we announce the lease at Pump Restaurant is expiring and will be closing its doors on July 5th after 10 years of beautiful evenings under our olive trees. Were those really olive trees? I thought those were fake. Anyways, July 5th, they're going to make those poor employees work on July 4th and then fire them on July 5th. Uh, it says, while the flagship location at the corner of Santa Monica and Robertson in the heart of WeHo is closing, we're told Lisa is opening two more restaurants at Caesars in Las Vegas. Do we need two more? 
It appears a dramatic increase in rent is to blame. The pump family tells us, while we have loved our time operating pump to take on another 10-year lease with a huge increase in rent by the landlords is not something we're ready to commit to. After successfully running 37-plus establishments for many years, this type of rent is untenable. Sources close to the family tells TMZ Lisa and her husband, Kin Todd, refused to commit to paying nearly $1 million in yearly rent with the couple considering the figure to be ridiculous. And I, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that is completely ridiculous. That's a lot of money. And then I would have just gone about my day. But then, of course, there was a second article. This is from ET Online where uh, Lisa Vanderpump claimed pump was closing due to high rent. The landlord, quote, says, we did not raise the rent, and in fact, they have been in default under their lease for some time. We also forgave some rent during COVID. Boom. So Lisa gets caught in a little bit of a lie there. Because my thing, that excuse was like, oh, yeah, a million, you know, an extra a million dollars a year. Um, that's a really steep increase. Why would you do that as a business owner? And, you know, you have all these other establishments. And then that landlord goes, well, she's not even paying her rent to begin with right now. And we excused a lot of the rent when Lisa wasn't even really taking care of her employees at the time. I would be very curious to see if she took out any PP, uh, the PP, the PP, the PPP loan the PPP, PPP, the PPP loans. Um, so uh, Lisa, come on. You don't want to get caught in a scandal ball yourself. That, that, that would not be good. Uh, listen, we're going to call it. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm tired. I, I still though, I want to talk about how, uh, okay. No, I don't want Cause I wanted to talk about the Howie Mandel. He went on Nick Viles podcast and, um, uh, Amy Field, who has been on this show and we're friends with, um, she took some notes for me about, about all of this. Well, first off, Jax, uh, Jax and Brittany have that pod, pod when reality hits and they talk about uh, Randall Emmett. Randall is uh, actually going by a different last name, Jax says, and still owes Jax Taylor $75,000 in money. And Jax hired a lawyer to try to get that money back. And they still haven't got that money back, which is just so dark when you think about, man, like that Randall really does not seem like a very good guy at all. It is just, it's crazy. Um, so this is the Howie Mandel interview. Amy Field took a couple notes for me in regards to the Nick Vile thing. Howie is still defending this not great interview, but I will say that like Maritza, who works for this show, she said, you know, listen, it what you know, Howie, it got the best uh, it got so many downloads, it, you know, on YouTube, it did huge, one of his biggest episodes. And she's right. I just keep going of like, I want people to like my podcast because they get something out of it. They get information or they think I did a good interview, not just that I like felt something out and I stayed away from questions. Um, but I, I just think when you get an opportunity like that, you know, I was trying to, I was, I wanted to explain to you guys just how things work in terms of podcasting and getting guests. So for like big guests, Howie Mandel is not the place that you usually think to go. Like he'll get good guests. He's Howie Mandel. He's made his whole 
you know, he's made a living in entertainment for so long, very successfully, makes millions of dollars a year doing like judging on AGT, stand up. He's a decent actor, but some, you know, I think it's like Stern almost when he was like a judge with Stern. I think made Howie like think, oh, maybe I could do a kind of a talk show thing myself. And I think some people are made for it and some people aren't. He seems like a really good guy. I just don't think necessarily he's the guy for this. And I think this kind of showed highlighted exactly why he's not the guy for this but now he's going on this weird tour trying to tell people why his interview was actually okay it's like a really weird thing instead of moving on he's trying to argue the facts of like well here's the deal but but and i'm like no dude take the l learn from this if anything but we find out a little bit more details in that there was actually an agreement to like let Tom speak completely and not challenge him on anything, which is huge. So anyways, what I was saying is that when you are a big celebrity or even a big reality star or something like that, you want to go to the biggest show out there. And usually, I guess for women, it's like Call Her Daddy. Call Her Daddy had Gwyneth Paltrow on this week, I believe. Um, So that's a huge one. And it's not because it's the best. She's the best interview, the best of the best of the best. A lot of that is also in the deals that they made. You know, Ale- you know uh, Alexander Cooper, I think her name is, she made, you know, over the pandemic, I even followed this a little bit. Call Her Daddy used to be her and Sophia Franklin, who has her own show. And I hear she's great. I hear Sophia's great. Um, you know, there was a huge... Uh, dismantling of their operation through Barstool and the two girls had a falling out. Alexander like smartly kind of like then took it on, you know, decided to do it by herself and then eventually got out of that contract and went to Spotify. Spotify completely overpaid for her podcast. I mean, we're talking tens of millions of dollars overpaid when they did not need to, nor did they have the statistics on podcasting, not just hers, but podcasting in general to give the deals they were giving. They even did with Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan being the number one male podcaster in so many ways. So you think that's a really viable uh, investment, but it really isn't because they didn't know what they were buying necessarily. Spotify was just trying to get in the podcasting business and the podcasting business still has not been completely uh, like explained to anyone. I read so many articles on this. It's the wild, wild west still. So with uh, Caller Daddy, you know, Spotify owns that. It's not on Apple Podcasts. It's on Spotify. So Spotify has the biggest vested interest to make sure that she gets the biggest guests ever, all the time. So she is the first stop for so many people because Spotify is going to make damn well sure that they are because they're going to get their money back. They're going to try to get that investment back. It doesn't even matter how good or not she is. Spotify is going to make sure that they put the right people there. All they need is like five pull quotes. All they need is a clip that they can push out again and again and again and again each week. That's all they need, you know, and, and I'm not even really bagging or talking about her talent because it's really not about that. This is a business. So people go that way. Now, the well, let's use Vanderpump Rules, for example. Okay. So Ariana hasn't done anything, but you would want Ariana with one of those big ones. You'd want her with a Joe Rogan or a Collar Daddy, right? But then there's like the next step down, a slight step down, is that you have like somebody like Nick File, the the Vile Files, which has really grown and grown and grown. Uh, he got that show. He started that show, I think, himself. And, uh, you know, obviously a reality star himself. So he has a unique perspective. Um, and uh, he, from what people tell me, is a decent interviewer, but it's really, it gets good downloads. 
So people will go to him. So he got like the Katie Maloney, the Lala, all of those kind of people. He probably wouldn't be able to get an Ariana. I think he'll be able to get Tom Sandoval eventually, but he is that kind of person that you go to. So then how he goes to him, you know, he is the thing. Like, so for a show like mine, I think I would kill in some of these interviews, but I won't get them. I'm not at that place yet. So I'll get these people, but I'll get them after all of the heat dies down. Like I'll hopefully be able to speak to Katie. I know there's like kind of a, they put a kibosh on Vanderpump Rules castmates talking to podcasters right now until after the reunion. But hopefully I'll get Katie after that. I don't care. I don't care if I talk to her when everything's exploding or afterwards. I'm just genuinely curious to talk to her. But my theory is if like this can keep growing, I can keep doing good interviews. If you can throw me anybody, I'll talk to them and I'll try to make it good. And I'll try to do my research and I'll try, you know, I really will. Like I even had Summer, Summer House and Martha's Vineyard. I only got to see one episode. I did my research on the people. I was able to do an interview today that was fun. I think a little informative. and I think it sells the show. And hopefully you do enough of those. You get enough like at bats under your belt and you get better and better and better. And the show grows, you get better as an interviewer. And hopefully by the time I can ever get to a place like Nick Vile or even underneath that a little bit, I'm really ready for that moment when opportunity, you know, opportunity happens and I get the right interview at the right time. And this can explode even further. I know this is probably a little too inside baseball and it's probably boring. So turn it off if you don't want to hear this. But Nick's at that moment where it's a great inflection point for him, where if he gets those right interviews, he can keep increasing not only his downloads, but his, I know he has a book to, to push out as well. Um, it's, it's really exciting, but it's never going to be able to compete with Caller Daddy. He's not yet at that moment where they're throwing him a $60 million deal. Um, but he's doing really good. He's, you know, he's really good. But Howie Mandel, really good, you know, brand recognition. But when you get that opportunity that he got with Tom Sandoval, the sad thing is he didn't really bother to look into it. He said, oh, friend of somebody that works for me. Okay. And his daughter is a huge fan. And his daughter was like, whoa. And he told his daughter that like, I guess the daughter stayed up all night taking notes and questions and, you know, how he told her, sorry, you can't do any of that. You can't, you can't push back at all. And it's like, dude, what I'm saying is that like, if you really want to explode, like, yeah, that's a lot of downloads, all that stuff. Everything's great. But you want to think about the overall health of down the line. And now in a lot of people's minds, not everybody, but a lot of people's minds, he's kind of a joke in terms of that. And now he's kind of doing this weird tour where he goes and kind of makes fun of Bravo fans. And then he's starting to like, yeah, no, Lala's cool. No, I really like Lala. She can't do the podcast because of Bravo, but I think we're going to go down the line. Now he's all of a sudden like, I think these people are great. I like to work with them. Got good downloads. And it's like, dude, you made you continually make fun of the audience, but now you want a little piece of this shine. But you just showed us as an interviewer, you're willing to be bought. Not that he got paid for it, but you know what I'm saying. He, he you're willing to be like, and and I and I want to be honest with you. There's always things that you know I'll have to cut uh, afterwards, or there's little topics that I can't like near. Like even with um, Taylor Hale that was on this week, who I love from Big Brother, they told me going in. Don't ask about her breakup. And I was like, okay, okay. But we hit it off enough where she started talking about her breakup. She started talking about it a little bit. And that left me the door open. And then I didn't have to cut it. But it was also positive. But of course, I was going to respect that wish. But I also wasn't like, I've not been in this situation. So here's some of the notes. 
Sandoval was a last minute ad. They weren't expecting it. His daughter wanted to do it. This is about the notes, how he made them, how he made her throw out the questions because he agreed to go easy on Sandoval. Uh, the daughter was wearing a send it to Daryl sweatshirt that day. Sandoval came in for the interview, how he made her take it off, how he loves Lala now, thinks she's funny, charming, and a star. He enjoyed her commentary on the Sandoval interview, invited Lala to come on his pod when she's allowed to by Bravo, how he still doesn't understand why it's such a big deal, thinks the Randall stuff is a way bigger deal and more interesting. I do think that. The day the interview dropped, Howard, how he went to film America's Got Talent and was getting yelled at and booed in the audience because of this interview, how he gave Nick shit about not setting a wedding date with his fiance. Um, but anyways, I guess Nick Vile pushed back on Howie and his interview tactic. Uh, style. And, and by the way, that's what I would have wanted myself to do as well of like, yeah, we don't want to talk to Howie Mandel. Like I, you know, I'm ecstatic about your career, but you're here because of this interview. So let's talk about what worked and what didn't work. I mean, really that's what it's all about. But the thing with Howie, it, it's very, it's very similar to Sandoval for me of like, they just don't understand. They can't relent and understand what they did wrong in that moment. And I really think it's just overall health of the show. Like, yeah, good numbers for that one, but you're not potentially going to have that opportunity again. You'll get the Lala interview because Lala thinks you're, you know, somebody that's on a network television show and she's smart. She wants to, you know, it's all of these building blocks of, of trying to get your products, your voice, all of that stuff out. Of course, it's like building blocks, but I just thought what a missed opportunity in that moment. And of course, in the end, we got so much fodder out of it, but it still wasn't the interview. It made him look bad as an interviewer. And in my opinion, it made Sandoval look worse. So agreeing to go easy on him in the long run didn't do Sandoval any favors and it didn't do Howie any favors. And I just think that is something that that should be pointed out. But I love the overall machinations of podcasting. I think it's such a fascinating thing. And you know, you, the audience, me doing this, we're, we're kind of still on the ground floor of what this potentially could be, even though we're over a decade into this. I mean, it's still the sky's the limit. They still haven't really figured out, but everybody has the opportunity to have a voice here. And I'm talking to you guys at home. It's the coolest thing when I will talk to certain listeners that have like, I hated you so much. I started my own pocket. No, they'll be like, Oh, you know, I, I started this because of you. Like, no shit. I've gotten a couple of those. And it's like the coolest thing ever. So just out there listening right now, even if you're screaming of like, I have totally different opinions than you. Amazing. Start a podcast. Really do it. Honestly, I will, I will be a guest on your podcast when you do, because I think this is such a cool thing. So we're going to end it right there. Uh, I hope you have a great weekend. I am fading, man. I've lost all of my energy. So I hope you got some stuff out of this. I like these mishmash ones. It's like Vanderpump Rules after dark, where it's very loose. And I'm just like talking with you guys. I'll talk to you guys bright and early on Monday for the Pop Culture Roundup, the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. I'm sure I will do a Patreon over the weekend. And uh, that's it, man. I'm, I know I left out so much, but that is it. Have a great flipping weekend. I love you. Bye. Betches.